Welcome in, everybody, to Face-to-Face Sports here at WHC 90.7 FM. I'm your host, Jordan Dove, and I'm pleased to bring you this now 12th edition, I believe, of Face-to-Face Sports. We are live here in the studio with Coach Cody Skinner. Uh, He is the head coach for both the men's and women's swim team. He's also the director of aquatics for the school here at Emory & Henry, managing the aquatic center located in the John Rutledge Center. So without further ado, welcome into face-to-face sports, Coach Skinner. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, as I've told you, you know we've been we've been trying to interview some of the athletes and coaches here on campus, some of the staff, and um, I wanted to get some swimming in there. Swimming's a you know always an interesting sport. I come from the running end of things, so to hear you know about swimming techniques and things is you know is a different side of cardio. No, it definitely is a different side of cardio, and I think we can kind of relate to like our sports are more endurance based and. The training is more of a grind than it is to actually compete and run. So you spend more time running, running on a track, running cross country tracks, and our kids are just staring at a black line for hours and hours upon days. So right, right. Um, so before we begin, you know, talking about your coaching here and everything, let's take let's take it back for a little bit. Um, for those who may not know, you were an athlete uh, years back at Wilmington College uh, up in Ohio, uh, where you were a four year letter winner. In swimming, you uh, were a top competitor in the breaststroke as well as the freestyle. Uh, talk a little bit about how you became interested in swimming, why you chose the sport, uh, as well as your competition days. Yeah, so I'm um, the youngest of three kids. So I have two older siblings, a brother and a sister, who both are athletes uh, growing up. Um, they both swam for our local neighborhood swim program, um, swim team, Maplewood Gators. Um, uh, that's where they kind of grew up and swam. And I always wanted to swim. I picked up on it at a pretty young age. Um, I don't really remember not knowing how to swim. So my earliest memories, I knew how to swim at that point. So um, started swimming at probably about the age of six, seven age um, with the Gators and started swimming there throughout and got a little bit more interested. I played other sports growing up too, soccer, um, but got into swimming more serious in like middle school age range, joined like a club program, um, which is just like a youth program with kids from a bunch of different towns uh, that came together and formed a swim team. Um, it's USA Swimming, it's a sanctioned sport, so we travel around all around the state of Ohio, Pennsylvania, surrounding states for just swim meets. Um, started swimming that and got into high school, swam on my high school team too, uh, swam primarily, swam all four years, primarily breaststroke and distance events. Uh, was there four year let him in at my high school swim team um, had a pretty good team so uh, we were two-time conference champions while I was there swimming um, dropped soccer going into my junior year uh, focused on swimming and I definitely saw a better performance in my swimming uh, went to Wilmington College um, the summer of 2009 uh, started there uh, my freshman year on the swim team uh, kind of took an early leadership role um, had great leaders while I was there as an athlete. Sophomore year, uh, my ca- coach kind of wanted me to step in more into like a captain leader role of the program, and I stayed in that for the three years. Uh, I was all conference in breaststroke, um, the 500 freestyle. Uh, had a record and a couple records on some relays. Individually, we had some pretty good kids that can came before me, so I was close to records, but didn't get the fortunate chance to get it individually. But relays, I was there and swam all four years and. Knew I wanted to get into coaching about my senior year of college. Kind of before that, I was kind of lost in the woods trying to figure out what I was going to do. Had a general idea of what I wanted to do. So wanted to coach swimming at some capacity. So um, 
found out about how easy it was to get into college swimming uh, coaching ranks. So right from college, got into coaching the club program that I swam for growing up, uh, started coaching then at like Union College. Um, and then I kind of ended up here where I am today at Emory Henry. So can you talk a little bit about um, your time working summers at uh, Kenyon College's sports camps? Yeah. Kenyon College um, is a Division three school in Central Ohio, um, pretty perennial powerhouse in Division three swimming, um, pretty competitive program from top to bottom of both men's and women's. Um, had the the fortunate ability to work that camp for a couple summers growing up, um, worked for some great coaches from around the country. Um, Middlebury up in college, Bob Rupert was the head coach up there, um, ran kind of the camp that I worked down there, so I had a great chance to kind of work in work under him and his daughter Colleen was my first assistant college coach here um, at Emory and Henry worked there uh, learned from different coaches around the country worked with kids from mostly the the Ohio area just coaching camps it's mostly technique working on strokes engaging with the athletes so it's pretty fun I enjoyed working those camps you mentioned earlier you were up at Union College in New York you were there an assistant for two seasons you coached six All-Americans mm-hmm. in that time what would you say you learned during your time there? Um, I really kind of learned like what it took to win as a coach, uh, what what it was to work with like high caliber athletes at that level. Um, yeah, we were sending three, four kids on each team nationally every year, doing some really fast swimming. Obviously, some All Americans came out of that too from our hard work. But it kind of got me used to working with athletes like that at that level. It was pretty recently before club, I was working with more like middle school, early high school age kids. So like. Some of them were going fast, but not really as fast. They were going at the college level, um, coaching kids that were getting B-cut standards, growing athlete adults. So it kind of got me used to coaching with college kids, age, getting me kind of a structure with sprint workouts because I was primarily a distance swimmer. So really didn't know how the sprint world worked really as an athlete. So going to coaching, that was something I really wanted to learn a little bit more about. And the coach I worked for, Scott Felix, was fortunate, pretty good sprint coach in the country, um, kind of learned under his tutelage. For the two years I was there and um, take some of the stuff that I learned from him here to our program and kind of install those training bases um, with our program. It's kind of been most successful, too. So that's where I kind of started growing a love for coaching sprint, sprint training. Obviously, distance and everybody else, the stroke groups are fun to coach, too. But sprint workouts are a little bit more exciting. The energy level is a little bit higher because um, you're really just doing short races, getting some fast times and trying to get the guy, most of the kids in the practice. So. It's pretty fun atmosphere to kind of train with those kids. So, mm-hmm. so the other groups a little bit more, just they're swimming more, um, just more kind of in their own ball game. So mostly our distance group, they're just swimming lap after lap after lap. Mm-hmm. So the sprinters get a little bit more break, so you get to interact a little bit more, trying to psych them up to go. Mm-hmm. So you were up at Union College for a mm-hmm. few seasons, and then how did this uh, position at Emory and Henry come to be for you? Um, I was just sitting there as an assistant coach. Um, I was looking at uh, just a job posting website. Um, I saw Emory and Henry College. I actually ran into a coach that I knew out recruiting, um, and he said that he actually looked into applying here, but he actually got a job up in Wisconsin with another school that he really wanted to get to. So he told me, like, hey, it's a great school, like, from what I saw. told me to apply, and my head coach agreed that it was time I was ready to go on to the next level. So I applied, um, got the fortunate job enough to get the job here. Um, been here since 2016. Uh, still feel like I'm a young coach. Um I've been here since I was like, I think I was 25 when I first got the job. So just turned 31 this year. So relatively still young. 
Um, been here forever, though. It's kind of eerie to think that I'm considered one of the old guys in the athletic department. Mm-hmm. So I've been here for a pretty long time. Uh, had you before you got this position? Had you been in the area before? Had you ever been to Southwest Virginia or at all? Uh, I've been to Gatlinburg growing up a few times. Driven past um, 81 on 77, going down to the beach as a kid. But I never really had the chance to stop in Bristol until um, the Bristol, the Tri Cities area, Abington, Emory, until I kind of moved down here and mm-hmm. fell in love with it on my interview. Um, I got a rental car, so when I had time on my downtime, I just kind of just drove around the area, discovered little places. Uh, just looking around, it was a really cool town, kind of caught my interest, and I've loved it ever since. So I really haven't had a chance or really seen a reason to leave mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. I love the area, met my wife down here. Um, it's a good little place to kind of live and grow a family, and obviously I'm trying to get kids to come here for college and mm-hmm. experience it as four years as get a great education out of it too is awesome. So You were originally hired to coach the, the women's, right? Um how was it decided that you'd also coach the men's as well? What was How did that process come about? So it came up in the interview. Um, when I applied, it was like listed on the application uh, that they wanted to start a men's program. So I was hired as the women's coach. I coached just the women's team my first year here um, while I was actively recruiting for both rosters for the following season. So 2017-2018 season, we had a men's program installed after just that one year with the women's team so we've been going co-ed since then um but it was fun i enjoyed coaching the women's program but i was kind of hired with the expectations that the men's program was coming in the following year talk a little bit uh, for those who don't know about preparation from the point of view of a swim coach uh the days leading up to a meet how do you and the rest of the team uh personally prepare um swimming's um a little bit more of a aerobic based heart good heart conditioning training out of it um so it's a little bit more grinding uh so i would typically say we have maybe two to three meets a year that we're really trying to swim well at or fast as we like to call it um so most of the year like when we have like just normal meets against like king university or milligan in the area um it's more of just like to break i I view it sometimes as just a way to kind of break up a training, see where we're at physically, see what the kids can do when they're tired, when they're broken down. So a lot of it is just training based. So we're kind of working it, pushing the kids pretty hard, um, trying to get them outside of their comfort zones, doing different trainings, being a little bit more event specific with our training. So we split our kids up into groups. We have a sprint based group, um, a stroke IM group is what we call our middle group. And then we have um, a distance based group. So, um, our kids kind of swim and specialize in certain areas, so we identify that through the recruiting process. Um, then we have kids kind of train for those primary events that they really excel at. Um, we do mix it up, too, uh, with them in training just to kind of break up the monotony. Um, sometimes training an off-stroke can kind of help with your stronger stroke, just mentally taking a break from it. Um, but we're mostly training through most of our meets. We really don't rest or what we call taper until for like maybe two of our meets this year this upcoming year at least we're taping for a meet in december and then obviously the sac championship in february would be our last kind of rest meet and it's mostly just like a kind of a pyramid we kind of build the kids up break them down to their bodies down so when we do rest and we do more of our taper recovery workouts that the kids kind of come out of it and swim some pretty impressive times Mm -hmm. so it's just a whole process of kind of trying to build them up just for one little moment 
Kind of like a firecracker, but it's a little bit more drawn out. Process. Sure, sure. What's a workout day typically like as opposed to like a light swim the day before a meet? Yeah, so usually day before the meets, and sometimes we're doing hard workouts the day before a meet. We've done that oh, okay. before in the past. So um, it's just really kind of where we're at in our training, where our bodies are at too. So if the kids are kind of broken down. We may do a little more recovery workout before a meet just to kind of rest up and kind of get their bodies ready. But a typical day, so we're actually starting on Monday in the pool for our first day. Uh, so we'll be in the water on the pool deck at 6 in the morning. Uh, we'll go for about an hour and a half with a mixture of in the pool, out of the pool workout stuff that we're kind of doing with the kids. Um, it's a little bit more just kind of trying to wake our bodies up, get the swimming. So it's pretty easy, light work, um, starting core workout because it's a crucial part of our body that we need to kind of keep in strength. And a lot of success comes from your core muscles in swimming so we're training those muscles groups in the morning and the kids will go to class during the day and then we'll come back in the afternoon two different practices kind of we'll have the team split in half uh just to kind of kind of make a tr- little smaller training environment so we're not having packed lanes with the kids um they can kind of space out have some room to train not really feel pressured that oh the so-and-so's on my feet behind me so they have some room to spread out but we'll go in the w- afternoon for two hours and we're training in the pool. Um, beginning of the year, we're a little bit more technique-focused, so we're working more on little minor details that are going to be successful for swimming. Um, we call them the non-thinking skills, so like head position, just how your kick and your hand entry point is. So we're doing a little bit more of that work. And as we kind of build on in our training, we'll kind of ramp the intensity up. So about the first couple of weeks, we'll be doing more just trying to get our bodies back in that feel for the water, and then we'll start hammering away at it so it can be pretty intense so we're doing anywhere from four to six thousand meters in a workout um which it's probably typical cross board in swimming but when i was growing up swimming we were doing like ten thousand. we did yards we're a meter pool so we did about mm-hmm. like nine eight to ten thousand meters me growing up swimming so we do a little bit less but i'm always about the quality of the workout over the quantity so we can get just as much done with half the yardage just with the intensity being a lot more higher a little bit more race pace training as mm-hmm. we like to call it so you're the head coach so you obviously know all the swimming strokes like the back of your hand but would you say there's a specific stroke you have a better eye for uh me personally i was a brush stroker mm-hmm. swimming up uh growing up sorry <laughs> um did brush stroke and that was Probably one of the strokes that I was really good at at a young age um, that I swam. So I work with them. I do really well. I love coaching with the brush strokers. But as I've gone on with my coaching career, like obviously I've been spreading out and trying to work and master all the strokes individually. But breaststroke comes a little bit more natural to me uh, working with the kids, which sometimes can be harder uh, to coach if you're looking at it because I was naturally been able to do it since a young age. So I'm just like, I don't get why you can't do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, so sometimes coaching other strokes that I'm not so good at swimming, I'm a little bit more, I know a little bit more mechanically and how it's supposed to look and how it's supposed to, should feel compared to breaststroke where I'm just like, oh, you should just be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. So, um, but that was what I was really good at kind of growing up. And um, first year here, I had the fortunate ability to coach a girl, Michaela Nolte, who should be in the Hall of Fame here in the next couple of years um, to the NCAA meet for her second time there as a senior. Uh, we were just shy of making the, all-american honors i think she finished 17th or 18th this, this was 2017 2016 2017 okay. jump back to there so she was a senior my first year here so she's a school record holder and 
handful of events, 50 free, uh, two free, one and two breasts, and then the relay records too. So um, two-time all Amer- two-time NCAA qualifier to Division three level. So she's a pretty good swimmer. So I had the fortunate ability to get her to that to meet and work with her. And she was a breaststroker, so it was fun to work with her and kind of help coach her up. So it was really fun for me to, to experience that. Um, hopefully in the, here in the next couple of years we'll have some males and females attending the Division Two National Championship meet. Mm-hmm. Now, you were also a uh, sprinter in college, right? You did the 100 and 200, am I correct on that? Breaststroke, and I was or... more of a distance-based freestyler. Oh, so okay. I did the 500, the 1,000, the mile. Okay, because I was going to ask um, what that trans. So I guess you were more distance. Mm-hmm. What was the transition like in coaching the sprinters uh, when you started coaching? Um, it was a little bit more like, intriguing because as a swimmer um i would look over at the sprint group and just be like they're just sitting around shooting the breeze not (laughs) doing anything i'm over here just swimming 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 uh so as a coach when i got over there and actually saw like the x's and o's and the breakdown of what they're doing i was like okay these kids are actually doing some serious work it's just a little bit more like seeing what they're doing i was like i can't do that as an athlete like i would be just as tired as i was what I was doing as an athlete. So they're working just as hard. It's like their intensity is like at a 10 where the distance kids are probably more at like a five, six intensity. Those mm-hmm. distance workout or sprint workouts are cranked up all the way from beginning to end. So a lot of recovery, but we're expecting them to go really fast in the whole process. So close to like best times and lifetime best. So mm-hmm. those kids are maxing out where, the distance group we're kind of just trying to build endurance and build our aerobic base just so we can maintain that heart rate at a long long level so mm-hmm. what are some of the fastest times that have been recorded since you started coaching here since i've coached here um men's team we've broken every record over and over and over every year um women's team we've been close i think this year we have some girls that are going to come in as a freshman and some sophomores that will be able to push the relay records a uh, couple I, th- I expect three to four individual records on the women's side to fall um this year so um, but typically on the women's side we're seeing girls go like 24s and 25s um, when our men are going 20s 21s and 22s uh which are in a yard time so those are seconds so the men are obviously a little bit faster uh than the women but We've been seeing that, and it takes to go like a 20 and a 19 on the men's side to make a national championship cut time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the women, it's 22, 23 for the national cut time. So we have some girls that are 24s and 25s coming in that hopefully can get down to that 23 level here in the next couple of years once we develop and kind of grow over. Sure. Adding the weightlifting and stuff like that to those training. Um, and I do want to talk a little bit about. I've been asking all the coaches about this this transition to from Division three to Division two. Um, as Emory and Henry is transitioning, what schools would you say you and the rest of the team are really trying to focus in on? So teams that we're really focusing in on swimming. I know football and those other teams. They have like twelve, ten plus teams on their list. But mm-hmm. swimming is a little bit smaller. There's only six of us, so five other schools. Oh, okay. And us, so we're a little bit smaller. Uh, we also had the fortunate ability that we're losing the top dog uh queens was our number one team in our conference seven time national champion defending national champions at the division two level uh we're in our conference so having a team like that was kind of like a big mountain to kind of have to overcome but they've left so that left us with wingate 
uh, Carson Newman, uh, Kataba, Lenore Ryan, Mars Hill. Um, I'm probably forgetting one, but and us, uh, but we're the primary teams in our conference. So uh, I think our men's and women's team will kind of finish out in the three, the four or five range on both sides. Um, some teams that we're trying to compete against would be Mars Hill, Catawba, really kind of on our level. Lenore Ryan is a question mark really on both sides. I think they'll kind of be able to edge us out on both sides, but Catawba and Mars Hill probably are our primary competition for the men and the women's programs for this upcoming year. Wingate and Carson Newman will probably end up fighting it out for first and second. Um, and then we'll be right there in the mix with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And with this transition, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of, you know, the records you've already broken, be broken mm-hmm. again. You know, you're going to see faster times yeah. um, all throughout this this year with the, the distance and the sprinters. Um, would you like to take a moment and just kind of introduce the team a little bit for, for people who may not know some of the swimmers that are going to be on your team this year? Yeah. And, so and maybe what you're expecting from them this year? I'll try to run down a few of them. On the men's side... Uh, we'll start with uh, Corey Kidd. He's a rising sophomore on the men's team. Uh, he has the record in the 50 free, the 100 free, uh, the 2 free relay, the 4 free relay, the 2 medley relay, the 4 medley relay. Um, so he has every relay but the 8 free relay. He's on every one of those relay records. Individually, he has the 50, the 100. Um, the 2IM record still um, holds that. So he holds a couple of our men's team's individual records. Uh, he's pretty close to some cut times nationally. So with his best lifetime best being like 21 in the 50 free, 46 in the 100. Uh, he's like low 50s in both his 100 fly and his 100 uh, backstroke. So he's a pretty versatile swimmer too. So he can swim all four strokes pretty efficiently. Probably primarily focuses more on the sprint side of things for a men's team. Um, we took a big hit this year. Um, one of our other sophomores, Kyle Berry, is undergoing surgery this year so he's taking a red shirt year medically uh just trying to fix some shoulder problems that are gonna have been hindering him in the last season so hopefully we'll get him back next year i have no problem as long as he does his physical therapy this is a shout out to kyle if he's listening to do his physical therapy so we can have him back ready to go for the next three seasons um he's a pretty talented kid uh we focused primarily on sprint last year but we're kind of trying to transition more into like a more stroke i am based athlete with him um, i think it's going to better suit him better suit the needs for our team what we need out of him um, but i expect him to take a new huge role next year and on deck he's going to have a huge leadership presence so he's going to be on deck and still engaged with the kids even though he's hurting out for the year so he still wants to be a part of the program be a leader help kind of work with the kids in the water while he's out of the water for the year couple women will jump over um, to the women's side. Mackenzie Barnett um, out of New Jersey. She's one of our first newbies here on campus. Uh, she's a very versatile freestyler. She can swim anything from the 50 up to the 1,000. So she can go all spectrums with the freestyle races. So sprint, distance, she can do whatever. Um, pretty talented uh, butterfly or backstroker too as well. I am is not bad, so... She's going to be able to be a bright spot to kind of look out for. Probably see her finish pretty high on the leaderboard at some of those meets that we have coming up. Also going off that, we have Mick Sorochin, one of our other female girls that's coming in out of the New Jersey area. They're both from like less than 10 miles from each other. Never knew each other growing up. Kind of brought them together, so it's cool that they have a little bit of home 
um, and they both were competing against each other growing up in swimming. She'll be doing some sprint backstroke. Uh, doesn't have a bad butterfly either, but she's more of a sprint-based swimmer for us coming up here in the fall. Um, some of the guys will shoot back over to the men's side. Matthew Goki and Max Betzer and Kobe King are all going to be huge on the distance side for our men's program. It's good to kind of have a little solid group of distance-oriented swimmers training together. Uh, we got Peyton Neighbors. We have Aiden Quartermost, who are going to be um, some backs and butterflyers for us, um, both in like the 200, 100 races. Uh, more of that middle distance, not really sprinter sprinters, but they can very versatile swimmers like some all four strokes. So they do more IM uh, middle distance races for our program. Yeah, we have a couple West Coasters. We have uh, Gabby Sadowski from Las Vegas. We've got Hope Christensen from, oh gosh, I know this, She's from Utah. Um, then we have Peyton Helsher from Simi Valley, California on our women's side. Um, Peyton's a distance girl. She'll swim anything from a 500 up to a mile, some two back occasionally. Uh, Hope's a sprinter. She's a transfer from Adams State, another Division II program. She came in, so she's technically a sophomore. She does more sprint races for our women's team. Gabby is a versatile swimmer. She'll do a lot of sprint events, mid-distance, distance events for our program. I am anything. So she's pretty versatile, too. So she'll be another name uh, that you'll kind of see finishing high on the result board for our program. Um, got some good upperclassmen coming back on the women's side, too. Uh, Paige Galinsky, Tilly, Kradich, Rachel uh, Ritter. They're both great leadership. Uh, versatile girls, too, so I see them still playing big roles. And fortunate for them, last year they had to sacrifice and kind of swim more events that were going to help the team and kind of make us a little bit more spread out a little bit more because they're a little bit smaller last year. So now they can kind of primarily focus on what we're going to have them swim this year. Uh, so looking for big improvements on their side, too. Once we kind of can lock in and have them swim those primary events uh, for the upcoming season, uh, we got Bree Digby from the Virginia Beach area. We got Scott Boyden, who's also from that area. They're going to be huge freshmen coming in for us, more sprint oriented groups for those two. Locally, we got Caleb Patton right from Marion, Virginia, plucked him out of the surrounding towns. Um, very raw, raw potential out of him. So mm -hmm. I'd. He's one of those kids that has a question mark in my head. I go, I can go one way or the other with him. Uh, so just really trying to figure out what he wants to enjoy swimming and seeing just kind of twisting and turning what I can kind of see him swimming. So he can, he's a question mark, but I'm going to be excited to work with him, missing some people. They're going to be mad to <laughs> listen in, but it's going to be fun. Come out to a swim meet. Um, first one is when? When's that first October meet? 30th and October 1st. So if you ever okay. want to have me come back, I would love to come update you and let you know how we're doing here in the future, but it's going to be a good year for Emory and Henry swimming across the board. Mm -hmm. um, if you've never come seen a swim meet, come check us out. They're fun to watch. Um, I would suggest come a little bit later into the meet. Um, just We start off with a relay, a lot of energy, and then we go right into a distance event, which is a little bit longer. So mm -hmm. um, some people, it's not as exciting to watch. But I always encourage kids to kind of come out, turn out, support our kids, because um, in my mind, they're, they're the hardest working student athletes on this campus. So um, I would like to say throw any challenges out to any of our other sport athletes here on campus. Come try to do one of our workouts mm -hmm. and we'll see how long you should last. So <laughs> I doubt they would make it past the first swim. Yes. So we have we get humbled. I love having kids from the college come on. They get humbled pretty quickly. So some of them swim some laps and be like, 
I don't know how your kids do this. Mm -hmm. And I go, it's tough, but they're out there grinding too. So I don't want to throw any shade that they're not working hard. Um, I think we got a pretty good group of our kids. I just want to be the biggest advocate for swimmers because sometimes they're pushed off to the side and in the shadows a little bit in sports world. It's not as exciting contact sport, but as you may know, as a runner, not a lot of people, a lot of your teammates or student athletes want to come out and watch you. So mm-hmm. that was exciting. But we used to wear shirts of this is pretty much directed at all other sports. It said, Your punishment is my sport. Yep. You know, in terms of running, that's I understand <laughs> that's... that. I have much respect for the runners. Like, I, I could never do that. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a fish, I guess. Uh huh. Well, uh, Coach Skinner, I, I thank you so much for, for coming on the uh, the show today. Remind me again, the, the first meet is October 30th and November 1st. Was that? Uh, October, or sorry, September 30th and October oh, 1st. Oh, sub- excuse me. Okay, September 30th and October 1st. So it'll be an invite down in Kingsport, Tennessee with a lot of like local colleges. So it's a different kind of format than what we do typically here on our campus. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of more similar to what our championship meet is, but... If you're in the area, uh, Kingsport Aquatic Center, it'll be a two-day meet. Uh, you'll see some pretty fast swimming, some talented kids, and it'll be a fun time, chance. So if you do swim and you want your kids to kind of see what a swim meet's like, a college meet, it's a good one to kind of come to for the local area. I'm a bad coach. I should know our first home swim meet. <laughs> but um, I think our first home meet is going to be in October. Um, I think the following weekend we might be home again. I'm more focused on the training and the grind to get us through the year so i'm pretty excited for the upcoming season monday can't come here fast enough for me absolutely we're excited for you uh thank you again for coming on the show that was uh coach skinner ladies and gentlemen this is face-to-face sports on wehc join in uh next monday it'll be the same time at 6 30 hope to see you there bye now